and welcome to First Draft for November. Um, happy Thanksgiving to those of you that are celebrating Thanksgiving this month. Um, and we know Julia is celebrating even though she doesn't live in the United States. <laughs> yes. Um, so this month we're going to talk with you about um, BookBub, so the ever, ever elusive and popular BookBub, BookFunnel. <laughs> Uh, as well as some other non-paid marketing. So book, book, book funnel and more. That's really hard to say fast. Um, so we're going to jump into those topics in just a second. But as usual, uh, we will go around the room and introduce ourselves and chat a little bit about what we're drinking at our happy hour today. So um, I am Mary Chris Escobar. I write women's fiction. And one of my favorite beers this time of the year uh, in November is the Rogue uh, pumpkin patch ale. So we were talking a couple months ago about what makes a good fruit or pumpkin beer. And uh, a lot of that has to do with how the flavor is added. And interestingly for pumpkin beer, a lot of times what's added is really just the spices that go in pumpkin pie. Um, but Rogue does actually put fresh pumpkin that they grow on their farm uh, into so cool. their beer. Yeah, it's really cool. And it comes in an awesome orange bottle. So it makes a great gift if you're going to visit somebody for Thanksgiving or for really any kind of any fall meal. But it's just a really nice, well-balanced. They're not too heavy-handed with the spices. So that would be uh, my recommendation if you're want, wanting to try a pumpkin beer, either for the first time or giving them another chance, because I know my co-hosts are not fans of pumpkin beer. You should never have revealed that. <laughs> I, I'm glad you did. I would have tried to feed you pumpkin beer and you wouldn't have enjoyed it. Oh, so. fair. Very yes. fair. <laughs> if, I was, um, if I were to try another pumpkin beer, it would be that one because it sounds very interesting. I, I have a whole handful of ones that I can recommend if you decide you would like to try them. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> All right. So we'll go to Alexis Ann. Hi, I'm Alexis Ann. I write contemporary and erotic romance. And this month I am drinking The Angel's Envy, which is a... It's pretty hard to get right now. Um, it is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey finished in port wine barrels. It is very smooth and very flavorful. It is excellent on the rocks or with a splash of water. Excellent. Very nice. I am Julia Kelly, a historical romance author. I am also, as the day takes me, uh, Julia Blake, contemporary romance author. Um, I am drinking, because uh, it's five o'clock literally here, um, a Chateau Neuf de Pop called Chateau Le Neuf. And um, yeah, it's been a while since I've had a drink while we've been doing this show. So it's nice to be getting back to our little bit more tipsy origins. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be able to say book, book, book funnels and more really fast book, or really book, badly. Book that is really hard, actually. You are absolutely right don't know it until you try to say it. Popping <laughs> syllables. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then, yeah. It would be even better if I had a pumpkin patch ale actually in front of me right now. <laughs> or that giant gingerbread beer that you had last year for Christmas. Yes. yes. Oh, that is so good. We'll talk about that again in December for yes. sure. You need to send That's that amazing. out in like maybe the newsletter in November so that we can all have it ready for December. Yeah, it's also so that's, very large. That's my real point. It is ah, huge. So it's a 22. Yeah, it's a 22 ounce beer. Um, it, and that's a super, super hyper local for me. It's uh, Hardywood Brewing. I mean, I think you can get them on the East Coast a little bit, but um, I always hate to promote these super, super local things, although I feel like I do it every month. Support <laughs> <laughs> um, local. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. So getting into 
book bub book funnel and more um, so let's talk a little bit about book bub i feel like most people have heard about it um it, i i commented earlier it's sort of ever elusive like it can be a little bit hard to nail that down and get accepted into their program um both of you actually recently uh, in the last six months have had uh, book bub uh promotions so can you just talk a little bit about what BookBub is and why it has that reputation of being hard to get into and actually a little bit about why that's a good thing i think sure. it's a very good thing it's just also very yeah. frustrating <laughs> exactly yeah it can be so basically BookBub runs um it's kind of the granddaddy of the uh paid email newsletters so you as an author or as a publisher pay to get your book into a bookbub newsletter because they have a massive base of readers in a lot of different genres and you can segment down and say i just want to to have this appear in historical romance and they charge you a whole boatload of money for it but um typically although some people will tell you that they've had different experiences authors end up seeing a huge sale spike um, or publishers, whoever submits it. And that is the reason for sending it out and doing this paid marketing. So you are, you're paying to put your book in front of BookBub's incredibly large list of people. It is highly elusive because they have a rejection rate of 75%, I think they've said. It may even be um, higher. So you apply, it may even be higher depending on your genre. Really popular genres, it's tough. So they have a bunch of caveats. It has to be highly rated. It has to be available. Um, it has to be the right number of pages in, in terms of hitting a minimum. Um, and then on top of it, they have to decide they want to run it. And so there's kind of this, you know, people apply and apply and apply and there's all sorts of like well maybe I got rejected because of x y or z but it's a little bit like um they're gatekeepers and they don't really tell you why they rejected you necessarily sometimes um until one day hopefully you get the magical email that says your book has been accepted and then you kind of get the date that you're assigned and you just be grateful and happy for that and send them a boatload of money and um, I went through the whole roller coaster of emotions, being like, what am I doing? This is really expensive. And then I saw the results and I was like, I am very happy I did that. So yes. that's sort of a lot of the typical experience with BookBub, I think. Yeah. I think what's really interesting, and if you can maybe talk about this a little bit, Alexis, the follow through. Um, mm -hmm. sales to other titles, which I think, again, is one of the really positive things. So you're offering, you know, this one book, either heavily discounted or free, but why BookBub is so popular and, you know, coveted among authors, I think, is because there are some pretty good statistics out there about follow-through sales. That's, that's definitely the biggest powerhouse of a good book bub is, yes, your book is either free or heavily discounted, and you're going to move a lot of those copies but the idea is that you're going to move a lot of other books as well in your backlist, especially if it's in a series. Um, and my personal experience has been that that is very much the case, um, especially even on day of, which you wouldn't think. You would think people would want to read the, the sale book first, and then they would follow through to the other books in the series. But I had a huge spike day of and people who just picked up the whole series while they were at it. Um, and then, of course, the follow through sales continued throughout the rest of the month for me, um, we're into month two now, and my sales are still up over pre-BookBub um, sales at the time. So yeah, follow-through sales are, are really where the huge value is at. So the longer your backlist, the longer the series that that sale book is part of, the more effective and, and more money you're gonna make from a good BookBub. 
I have also had that experience, and um, I'm, I see a dog in the background. <laughs> I hear oh. a dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> my um, friend. <laughs> uh, I have also had the experience of seeing spikes across the board for a series. Um, we also, with mine, and I know with yours as well, promoted in the back of the book, Bug Book, yes. uh, the first book. For me, it was the first book in the next series that I had coming out. I know for you, it was the next book that you had coming up. Um, and so it's also a great way if you have something and you can be strategic about your back matter, pushing and putting forward more um, uh, kind of oomph to your pre-orders. Um, yeah. I had I had links to both the next book in the series, the next two books in the series, and the box set because I know at different retailers I have different types of follow through typically. So I wanted to make sure I was capturing either box set people or individual sales people, and and they were both very effective. And side note to the earlier statement, I'm in erotic romance and contemporary romance, and they're two of the hardest categories to get into. And it took me forever to finally get a book bub. So if you have been trying just keep trying. It does eventually yeah. happen. <laughs> I yeah, for years. I, yeah. And it's how, how often can you submit? It's like, if there there's, has to be like a three month break or something, it, it's, it's in their terms, but it, it, there are different things. So once you've submitted a book and it's been rejected, you cannot resubmit that book for 30 days, uh, but you can submit it again after mm -hmm. 30 days. You can submit a different book immediately. And then once a book is run, I think it's six months until you can submit it again for another book pub. Yeah, and so all of that is really clearly delineated. Um, it's all yeah, in their FAQs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I'm in that situation where like you guys both got yours and I was like, oh yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Let me just stick it in again. And I, I mean, it was yet another rejection, but that's just, and I'm actually not in one of their more popular categories, but, um, but I think that just, it's just part of it. And for me, it's probably because I don't have anything really current out. And I think when you're sticking books that are older in and you don't have anything else current out, I mean, all, I would imagine all of that plays into it. All but it's, it's worth in. a try. And then one of the big things that I learned in one of their webinars was your cover is actually kind of huge. And I have two totally different covered series, which I did intentionally to reach different readers. And what I found out in that webinar was that my one, my Storm Inside series, which has the more artistic covers, is just not what they are putting in their contemporary or erotic mm -hmm. romance categories right now. So I can submit it until I turn blue, which I do. Um, but the, <laughs> the likelihood of them uh, accepting any book from that series right now is relatively low because it's not what is trending with their readers right now. And so mm -hmm. you can always change your cover if you, that, your whole goal is just to hit a book bub and you think your cover is the only thing that's holding you back. Um, but covers do play a huge, because it's a visual thing. So covers play mm -hmm. a huge thing in it. Yeah, and yeah. that doesn't surprise me at all. I sense that they're really good on the back end data and that a lot of they their, are. yeah, a lot of their kind of things that we maybe don't understand or that aren't explicitly said about how you get accepted are not, are not explicitly stated because things are always changing and they're watching their algorithm algorithms of what people are clicking on and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And the other things that factor in are your blurb and your reviews. Reviews are huge. And that's one of the things I started yeah. focusing on when I got my 50 billionth rejection was, okay, I need better reviews. I need more reviews. And eventually I did, like I said, get the book pop. Yay. Yay. Yeah. And I think, you know, different things, I, I, they have always said it has to do with number of reviews. I have a Publishers Weekly review on mine and like, I was like, yes, that will make a difference. And no, it doesn't make a difference because it's not, yeah, I don't know what that is, but 
Definitely. It's very think... hard because they don't, they're a little like Amazon. They don't tell you what's in the secret yeah. sauce. And so you just have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of like try to game it out. And I know I, I'm on Facebook mm-hmm. groups where they're like, well, maybe it's this like, but the reality is just apply and yeah. see what happens. Because if your whole marketing strategy is getting a book bub, you're probably going to want to revisit some of that mm-hmm. because it's not a guarantee. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that like when you were talking about changing covers, like if you're going through a rebrand and you're going to change all your covers anyway, absolutely resubmit it after you do that because maybe that was the problem. Um, and maybe you're going through a rebrand because your covers don't look like all the other covers in your genre, which could be a good reason to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, and I think this kind of segues nicely to our next point, I would never structure an entire marketing campaign around trying to get a book book because there are lots of other things out there that you can do. So, um book funnel and more. (laughs) Do you guys want to talk about the book funnel piece? You're an actual book funnel user, Lexi. So maybe you should talk about book funnel. I can talk about Insta freebie, which are kind of like two sides of the same coin, but we should start with what they are. Um, They are uh, services that you can put your book up um, and give readers a link to your book. So they're usually things you want to give away for free. Um, whether it's an actual free book like Storm Inside and Tease or books that I, I have for free everywhere. So I also have them available um, to give away. They're a service I also use for giving away ARCs, advanced copies, um, review copies, um, and then for giveaways as well. And so I use both InstaFreebie and BookFunnel, uh, but I'm going to talk about BookFunnel. Um, it's as little as $20 a year, I believe, is their lowest tier, um, and you get... So many books you can give away per month and you can upload any books that you want um, in EPUB and Mobi and I never do PDFs um, and basically you can generate giveaway pages and links to give to people to download your book outside of an actual retailer like Amazon or iBooks. Um, so I use I, I have the midlist service there which is like a hundred dollars a year and you get watermarked ARCs that you can send in a certified mail campaign to your reviewers if you want to do that Um, and I usually use it just for giveaways it's so easy to just stick five emails into a a window together and be like here's your copy that you just won for me so I have a copy of almost every book that I have ever published on BookFunnel for easy um, giveaways and for sharing and for reviews did that explain it? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I can talk about Insta Freebie, um, and I can talk about the first two tiers of pricing. I can't talk about the highest tier because I haven't done it, and so I don't know anything about it. So Insta Freebie is essentially a similar service to BookFunnel, and what it does is you also can upload everything from previews to short stories to full novels. Um, to Insta Freebie with cover and the whole thing. It looks just like a book and it also creates that giveaway page where people can, can type, uh, you know, type their email address in and they get, uh, they get an email to sideload a book or I, I believe they've just uh, launched a new app, which I haven't used yet, but makes it easy to kind of keep all, uh, all the technology in one place for readers who just want to get your book and get it really fast. Uh, and the great thing about Insta Freebie uh, for me is they have a Mailchimp integration. So there's a free version where you can give your book away, and basically create that platform to uh, have 
whether it's, you know, ARC campaigns or whether it's, um, you know, giveaways for Facebook parties. The thing that I like it for is there's a MailChimp integration and I'm a MailChimp user. And so it will allow me to put a link in the back of my book and it will say download uh, the wedding week for free, which is one of my novellas that I offer paid on, on retailers, but free as a newsletter incentive. And so people click on it, they get this page that pops up and I have a mandatory opt in for my newsletter. Um, and they may be changing the rules so that may switch to an, an optional one, but basically readers who want to download it need to put their, their name address and their email in. And that's the, the thing they get that I get in exchange for giving them a free book. It funnels them to a newsletter list that I have, and then it collects those email emails for me. And so what ends up happening is I build my list, I build my readership by readers getting the book into their hands for at no cost, um, taking a chance on it. Uh, so I have it set up as a lead-in for my website newsletter collection, any giveaways that I do. And then I also just have it sort of floating in ether um, as well as being in my back matter. So I'm hoping to grab people from different points organically um, and have them, you know, try my book out in exchange for getting the email address and hoping to cultivate them into a reader. There is another uh, level of payment, and I am not entirely sure what it is that it does that's really fantastic and great, um, but I'm sure it does shiny things that I just haven't needed it for. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, the $20 a month level has been enough. And that was the other reason I upgraded at BookFunnel was to get the uh, the email integration. I totally forgot. Um, so yeah, I have the really option helpful. to use the email or not to yes. get the free book. Um, and then it, it automates it. I have, because I'm just doing all the things right now. So BookFunnel goes to MailerLite. And when I use InstaFreebie, it goes to MailChimp. <laughs> Yeah, because you have a couple different types of email lists going right now. Yeah, it's it's a mess. I'm working on cleaning it up. It's a beautiful mess. It's, it is. It <laughs> is. So both of these, just to be clear, so they both have, if, if you upgrade to not the free level, they both integrate with your uh, mailer yeah. service, MailerLite or MailChimp. And then do they create, is what you're saying, they create a way for people to sign up for giveaways? So they're actually creating the link where people would then go to sign up for the giveaway or yeah, so or are you just using it to develop, give away books? Right. So they develop a landing page. When you, when you sign okay. up for an Insta freebie, you get a landing page. It's a link that's generated by, by the site. And then that link has, you know, sign up for Julia Kelly's newsletter. And then it has the, you know, the title page and, or the, the cover. And it has the, you know, first name, last name, email address, and then how do you want to download this book? And I also don't offer PDFs. And if I do, it's a mistake. So let me know. Um, but uh, that then you, you hit submit and then you get your book in exchange for that. Okay. And both services are now offering giveaways also that you, you as an author yes. can opt right. in to do a giveaway. Right. So BookFunnel has its own like service community, that, community yeah. almost yeah and I get a daily email saying here are the 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 giveaways that are being put together and I can see if my books fit with any of them or if that fits with uh, the whole reason behind it is to collect more emails into my newsletter which we talked about last month with um, newsletters and and to to get people to pull them into my web and insta freebie offers the same kind of ability um they they have just transferred over from what they it was originally like on goodreads and you would kind of just kind of sign up for stuff and now it's all official so 
It's very Got official. It. It's like a forum with shiny buttons and everything, <laughs> and you can. But basically, what it's doing is looking for authors who are of a similar genre who are trying to gather. Like, I think when I last looked, there was one about like dukes and bad boys of the regency or something like that and so if you have a book that fits which i don't right now but if you have a book that fits you can put that book into the download into the giveaway and that what ends up happening is all those um authors are sending out messages on social to their readership being like i'm in this but there are also like 12 other authors who are in this and you should really join this because if you like my stuff you're going to love their stuff also and so you get a nice cross promotion going um, and you can kind of reach people that you wouldn't necessarily have reached before for a fairly low cost. Exactly. So they're both kind of running their own thing as to help you connect with readers, Correct. as well as giving you tools that you can use to run your own giveaways or get people to sign up for your mailing list. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of double. Um, so BookBub and then both of those services are, you know, something generally that you pay for, it sounds like, unless you're using the very, the most basic um, with mm-hmm. Book, Funnel, and InstaFreebie. It sounds like you really almost need that next level to get the, the email integration and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So all of those are, are things that you're paying for, basically, um, which is good and can be good. And I mean, this is probably something we could do a whole show on, the, the need to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a bad thing at all uh, to pay for these, but what are some free things that you can do in combination with this that also helped uh, helped you attract readers? Uh, well, for me right now, video is huge because Facebook, Facebook is where most of my readers are. My readers are women who are 18 to 65 and they're on Facebook or Instagram and they're owned by the same company. So they kind of do the same things and they're optimizing the same things right now. And so video is a really easy way to reach a lot of people because they're going to make sure it shows up in people's news feeds as opposed to if I make a post and say, Hey, my book is for free or Hey, join this giveaway. They may or may not see it. But if I post a video or do a Facebook live or an Instagram live, there's a much higher chance that somebody's going to see it. And so if I do a couple of those a week, if I post a book teaser, that's a you know, trailer style. That's another way to post video that, that reaches people. Um, having Facebook groups, Um, They're doing a lot of changes to Facebook groups right now. It's totally free to have a group so you can form one and uh, get your readers in there and see if it works for you. Um, There's a lot that Facebook is, is makes you jump through hoops to do, but there's a lot of things that if you're paying attention to what they're doing, you can optimize it for you for free. Yeah. Um, I think we have both experimented a lot with Facebook. So first of all, Facebook video, Lexi has been fantastic about this and has been doing a lot with various types of, you know, driving people to a specific link or a giveaway or various things like that. Um, You've been doing a lot of Facebook Lives also, which again, Facebook has now integrated a button that says, so-and-so is live. If you wanna be updated every time they go live, you can click this button. So if you have readers who are dedicated and who really love hearing from you, um, especially if in your, you're in genres like contemporary where people tend to, or erotic romance where people tend to be um, very engaged on Facebook, they can opt to get a push alert when you go live and they can watch you on the fly, similar to what Instagram's doing with Instagram stories, um, which I hope 
by November, things have not changed. And this is, is not outdated information. <laughs> this is always the tricky thing with technology. It moves yes. so quickly that, that things move in and out of popularity. But um, Instagram has been hitting people with so-and-so is live. So when, I, when Alexis Ann author is live on uh, Instagram, I get a notification to my phone that pops up just like a CNN notification, like a text message, whatever. And that's fantastic because it's in the moment. I always have my phone on me. It's always, you know, it's always present, whatever. So I know exactly what's happening when she's doing it. So it's very immediate. It feels very organic because it's this live conversation that you're having with readers. So to take advantage of that, I've been doing Facebook Lives on Fridays, um, trying to kind of do it like a weekly wrap up. And I've talked about, you know, my book and news and things like that. But also I shared my 28 book tall um, TBR pile on my nightstand and, you know, talked about I. Uh, things that, that I frequently get asked as a romance author, the good and the bad, and, and various things like that. So that's been really great. We both, or all of us, I think, have done various things with Facebook parties and cross-promoting with other authors, um, which, again, in the same vein as the book funnel and the Insta freebie stuff, if you have a group of authors who are all, say, historical regency authors, and you all want to pull your resources, you can do a Facebook party, you can do a Facebook group that's specifically dedicated to your genre and you can run it and you can promote your books in addition to engaging readers in conversation. The biggest thing right now is trying to get interaction back. So you're putting things mm-hmm. out into Facebook or onto Twitter also, but onto Facebook really as if we take it kind of as the case study, um, you don't want to just be shouting into the wind. You want people talking back to you. So, you know, things that are going to get um, pop up in people's news feeds more often, you're going to get notifications for groups, Facebook parties, events, things like that, can then promote that sort of interaction. So you can build that relationship with your readers and you can build in um, those conversations and you'll be memorable because you are um, having this you're taking the time to connect with somebody who's read your work, and I think that's really um, important. And it takes time, but I think it's it's something that's worth investing in. Definitely, and I think a note on the groups, you know, the collaboration with other authors um, that can help with kind of the time commitment that you might Hugely. feel like you need to put. Yeah, and I know that's something we've all experienced with um, HBIC Nation, which really is less geared toward readers and more geared toward creative professionals. But I definitely know um, there's a group of women's fiction writers who are called the Tall Poppies, and they started a group called Bloom. And um, it's specifically, they have their one kind of brand of Tall Poppies. It's writers supporting writers, but then this Bloom page is really for readers. And so they're doing, yeah, it's very cool. And they're doing, you know, giveaways uh, when somebody has a new book out um, and, book club kind of chat type things. And it, I think and it's a large group. I mean, it's a much larger group than we have at HBIC Nation. I mean, I want to say it's like 20 or 30 people. So like nobody is having to really closely monitor that. I think um, they're all there. <laughs> this is when Sorry, Chris. Guys. <laughs> of course, I'm talking when the thing, usually I mute when things like this happen, uh, when fire trucks go by outside. But, um, but anyway, I think, you know, nobody is having to every day go in and closely monitor that you're probably taking like a week a year maybe where you're like really closely running the giveaways and that kind of thing so one I think it's beautiful because you draw a lot of readers into a lot of different 
authors that are writing in the same genre, but it's also a great collaboration from how do you how do you how do you do all this and still write? I think an answer to that is to collaborate with people. Sure. Collaboration's huge. The the sh- the audience sharing the and just the the noise that you can make when it's not just one person talking. And then it's just interesting when more than one person is talking about something. So, and it's free. I mean, it's just a matter of finding people that you can work with, which is hard to do. Don't get me wrong. It's taken me years to find people that make sense to work with. We've done an episode about being business married, guys. Go back and watch it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I think one of the things that was super clear in that episode, not to go down that rabbit hole, but it, it's just having really clear guidelines. So, I mean, if you are going to have 30 people hosting a Facebook page together, you need to have some clear guidelines around like, like these are the suggested things you can do during your week. And these are the things that you have to do during your week. And, you know, yeah. those kind of things. Yep. Anything else you guys want to, this, our oh, 30 minutes here has gone really fast. Is. So like, yeah, what else do you I, want to I bring forgot. Up? I was going to briefly very quickly mention that there there's the new uh facebook messenger option um and i did i did run a test run with it so i'm going to share it with you guys very briefly so i did a video um telling people so facebook messenger you can now basically use it like a newsletter um it feels really squidgy and i'm not sure how i feel about it even having done the, the test run but basically i did a video saying click on this link um, because it uses a service called ManyChat, ManyChat. Um, and when they click on the link, they would automatically get a message into their messenger inbox with a link to a free preview of my book. And it was actually very effective. And now these people are somewhat signed up. There are rules that I still don't understand with you can only send them like a cell type of email if they've interacted with you in the last 24 hours or something like that. Mm. Um, otherwise, it just has to be some sort of conversational message. And then once they've interacted with that, then you can send them a cell message. I don't understand all of the rules. And that's partially why I haven't done a ton with it yet. But it was pretty effective, not only because video moves on Facebook right now. So the video showed up organically, plus I boosted it. Um, so that was me choosing to spend money to do that. But otherwise, People would just click on the link, they would get a message in their inbox with a link to my free preview of my book, and then after they downloaded and read it through BookFunnel, so they signed up for my newsletter at the same time, so I have them on my newsletter now, then at the end of the book, if they liked it, they could preview, pre-order the book that I had um, coming up for sale. It was very effective, it wasn't hugely effective, like I didn't get hundreds of pre-orders and I didn't get hundreds of new readers, but I did get a lot of, I did get a lot of new readers and my pre-orders definitely jumped in the process. So it's definitely a developing thing at Facebook. And I still don't know how I feel. I feel squidgy about it. still. So. Well, that's actually, I'm glad you mentioned feeling like you said squidgy about it, because the reality is 10 years ago, people felt squidgy about email marketing. Mm-hmm. And now it is the sort of the be all end all of advice that authors get is you need to own those email addresses and it needs to be something where you're having that direct conversation with people. And we talked about emails in the last month, but you really do want to, in a way, kind of get over whatever it is that you're uncomfortable with. So long as it's within legal parameters Mm -hmm. and you're following the terms of service and the rules, you know, it's a piece of technology that that may not work for you, but it sounds like it started to at least make it interesting enough that you may want to try it again for another release and things mm-hmm. like that. So, and it may very well be that in 10 years we're sitting there being like, do you remember when everybody was like, that's so weird about like right. automatic text messaging and automatic, you know, messenger chats on Facebook, but it, it could very well be 
one of those things that you do want to be an early adopter of. So being aware of technology and educating yourself, I think, is um, can be huge for these things. So long as it's serving what you're trying to do with your readers and it's not alienating your readers, I think you know it's worth giving it a shot. Yep. And I think you have to look at it as an experiment. Maybe it works and maybe it doesn't, or maybe it works kind of now, but really works in a couple months or doesn't sure. work at all in a couple months. But I think there's a level of authenticity that you can have with your readers to say, hey, I'm trying this new thing out. Let me know what you think about it. I, I think a lot of the kind of squidginess we feel about a lot of this is, and we're still going to feel it, but to actually like be honest with that with their readers, like I'm trying this new thing I heard about, like, I don't know how it's going to go, but like, here I am in your messenger inbox. And I think that comes off Tell very me differently. What you think. <laughs> right. That comes off very differently than like, you know, kind of pushy in your face sales, which I don't think any of us are doing. And I think, yeah, it, it's hard. You kind of, you do have to, you have to get over yourself, but it's a lot of self-talk around like, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to show up where my readers are and remind them that I'm here and share my work that they really enjoy with them. But yeah, yeah. Yep. I, but I also think it's okay to be upfront and be like, I'm doing this new thing. What do you think? <laughs> Cause I don't know what I think. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. All so right. that's all I have. Any- Awesome. Anything else from you, Julia? No, I don't think so. Just, you know, again, keep trying to keep a, keep a, I don't know, foot in, hand in, something in and continue to learn about what's available because InstaFreebie and BookFunnel were not available, you know, several years ago. Automations for MailChimp only became available in the last, I don't know, six months and it only became free, you know, relatively recently, things change and technology changes. So when you do get those emails, um, and I'm guilty as the next person at being like, oh, I really don't want to read this email from so-and-so right now. Um, but no, it, it's the tools are there. And so you want to be aware of them and, and know what you can do. And also, you know, be kind to your other authors. And if you can cross promote, cross promote in an ethical way, um, you know, being kind to everybody. Be kind definitely to yourself too. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah. So before we close out for the day, um, because it is November and that does mean at least here in the United States, it is Thanksgiving. Uh, and also really, we don't need an excuse to be grateful, but since it is the month of giving thanks, uh, we thought we would, in our kind of closing promo, we would each, uh, give something that we're thankful for. Uh, so I will start with Alexis Evans. Hi, Alexis Ann. You can find me at alexisannbooks.com. Um, I've had a year of change, um, and so I'm so very grateful for new beginnings this year. We we up and moved to a whole new city, new state, and it has been a wonderful process. It, it was the change everyone needed, and after a year of experimentation with my own career, it's it's nice to have everything just feel fresh and new and wonderful, so that's what I'm grateful. Awesome. And where do we find you online? AlexisAnnBooks.com. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I am Julia Kelly and Julia Blake, depending on whether you read historical or contemporary. Uh, and I am at JulieKellyWrites.com. I am that person at the dinner table who's like sitting there racking their brain because the moment somebody asks me what I'm grateful for, I'm like, oh, God, 
all the things, none of the things. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to say everything. Uh, other than, than my lovely first draft hosts, um, I'm going to say uh, just the ability to write and have a writing career, I think, is pretty awesome right now, no matter what stage you're in and no matter what platform you, you take, whether you're into your traditional, hybrid, whatever. So um, that is what I'm very grateful for, that I've had the opportunity to um, had the opportunity to do that and had fantastic people who I've met along the way because of that. So that's me. Excellent. <laughs> Sorry for the awkward Thanksgiving dinner table question. I am that person who's always like, oh, <laughs> well, now, this? now you've practiced, and so I, I know. So you'll now be good. you know about my awkwardness with that and my dislike of pumpkin beer. So All that's right. pretty much November taken out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm Mary Chris Escobar. You can find me at marychrisescobar.com. Um, it's it's been a quiet writing year for me, um, and I think hosting these last two months, I am really grateful for smart, brilliant, wonderful writer friends who at times are staying maybe a little bit more on top of things than I am um, and for their willingness to share their knowledge. So I feel like this is a year where I have floated on my rising tide lifts all boats friends. (laughs) And so uh, I appreciate you all allowing me to float and for sharing your knowledge, not just with me, but with everyone. So Thank you both. Group hug. Aw, I know. <laughs> I don't feel awkward. <laughs> um, so as we close out today, uh, again, one of our biggest things to be grateful for is those of you that are watching and listening and sharing our show with friends. Uh, so thank you because this is half an hour of your time every month that you're spending with us. And it is an investment in you and your career as a writer, but still you're choosing to make that investment on us and spend it with us. So thank you so much for your loyalty, not just this month, but for the past three plus years (laughs) that we've been doing this. Um, Just a reminder, you can find us online at firstdraftwriting.com and that is draft in the traditional spelling of D-R-A-U-G-H-T. So firstdraftwriting.com. The what? The right spelling. The, the right, right spelling. spelling. <laughs> the, correct, the correct British spelling. Um, uh, you can also sign up for our newsletter uh, there on our website, and that will deliver our show to your inbox every month, so you don't have to worry about coming to the website to check on it. We also have a Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. Uh, give us a like and join our group there. We'll post our our episodes there. So if you like getting your information that way, that's a great thing to do. And then we have a Patreon page as well, and that's going to just be at patreon.com backslash first draft writing. We would so appreciate your generous gift to support our upgrade of technology, upgrade of our website, uh, and just keeping the good times rolling here. So again, thank you first and foremost for being here and for your time. But if you are so inclined, we would love a little bit of monetary support as well. Thank you so much, and happy things. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you get some cool prizes, too, if you oh, award Tyler. I always, I always forget that part. So, yeah, you get some, some things from us. Um, so, yes. Thank we have coasters. Yeah. Which, how great would those be for Thanksgiving? We have and magnets. And depending on when you listen to that, <laughs> we might not be able to get it to you by Thanksgiving. But <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you all so much. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, we'll sign off. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, happy November, happy fall.